This episode of the Boss Builder Podcast is brought to you by New England Lean Consulting. New England Lean Consulting is the Northeast premier business consulting firm, helping small to medium-sized businesses implement strategic leadership and operational methodologies that help to lower costs, increase capacity, and win more customers. Their consultants provide guidance on the latest business solutions, including Lean, Six Sigma, ISO, as well as energy conservation and safety compliance to help you grow your business deliberately and strategically. Through their plan methods, you'll be able to build and sustain a long-term operational excellence advantage over your competition. To reach them, go to NewEnglandLeanConsulting.com or you can call them at 860-335-4787. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you who are in the role and are struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about one day making the transition into being the boss. What would an MMA fighter know about being the boss? Well, we'll find that out today. Our special guest is Nate the Train Landwehr. Nate is the M1 Global Featherweight Champion of the World. I've known Nate for a few years now. He is from Clarksville, Tennessee, and I asked him to be on the podcast because he has a lot to offer. Nate's going to talk to us a little bit about what it feels like to be the champ. He'll talk about how he prepares. He'll talk about what goes through his mind as he's getting ready to enter the octagon. He'll even talk to us about what it feels like to get punched in the face, and more importantly, what it feels like to punch somebody else. Then it shifts a little bit to what's most interesting for you. How do you deal with stress? How do you deal with goals? How do you deal with nutrition when you don't have the time to eat right? Most importantly, how do you deal with not being able to exercise? Nate's got great answers for all of those questions. He's a super interesting guy. So with no further delay, let's talk to our special guest, Nate the Train Landwehr. Nate, the train landwear. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Mac. Thanks for having me. Uh, Boss Builders has always been good to me, and it's just a pleasure of mine to be on here. Well, we appreciate it, and it's the first time I've ever sponsored a fighter, and it just happens to be the first fighter I sponsored happens to be the M1 Global Featherweight Champ. So you won your title uh, back during the summer. You knocked out a guy in Russia. Uh, What I remember about watching that fight was you had mounted him from the back and you reminded me of those little wind up monkeys that have the symbols and they like smack it together. And that's what you were doing to this guy's face. And that was uh, pretty inspiring. So talk to us about the fight. Tell us what it feels like to be the champ. Tell us how you got started. I'm dying to know. Oh yeah. Fighting is is a crazy sport because you know, there's no second place you win or you go home with nothing. And uh, it's, it's, it's funny how the fight game is. You think it's you're fighting all these other guys and you see two guys fighting, but you're, what you're really witnessing is a, what a man has been doing to himself to challenge him. You just, Every day you challenge yourself. You're failing. You might fail every day a hundred times, but you just uh, got to keep pressing. Fighting is kind of like a fast track version of a whole life cycle, but just in one thing. You got the ups and downs. You got to prosper you gotta you gotta get down you get tired you gotta come back you know uh, it's just an amazing lifestyle uh, and it's truly 
you get in what you put in. Hard work pays off definitely with this fight game. Well, you are a pro, which means you make your living with fighting. So how did you get started in this? Um, you know, as a kid, I, I was always into sports. I played football from third grade all the way to my senior year, about 10 years. And then I really enjoyed the contact, the collision. And then after that, I went to college for two years and uh, ran track. I loved the competition of track, but I didn't have that kind of that collision and that contact. And after I came home, I was just going for a jog, staying in shape. You know, once you're used to working out all the time, you try to stay in shape and um I was just jogging in Clarksville and I ran past a gym that said Clarksville Fight Club. I walked into the door and they say the rest is history. I mean, I borrowed some gloves and uh, had my first uh, amateur fight two weeks after that. I had 20 fights in two years and I went pro and now I have 11 and two. So this is like my 34th fight as a uh, for all together. And uh, just I've always enjoyed competition. I've always enjoyed um a new challenge, pressing your body, and uh, it's tough. Well, I can't oh, imagine I it's tough. I have gone and done your boxing classes at Title Boxing, and you're by far the toughest trainer. And I just can't imagine working out hours and hours like you do, because one hour just about wiped me out. So you are the champ, and you are about to defend your title for the first time on December 15th. What's it feel like to be the champ? You're the guy now. You're the man. You're going to walk into the octagon with a belt. How's that feel? It feels like everything I wanted is coming into uh, it's coming into existence. You know, you just you just tell everybody that you got the product, that you're the goods, and you. The main thing about fighting is man by man, person by person, your job is to make believers out of everybody. Of course, you believe in your heart that you are the one. And then, you know, every person you meet, every every fight you take, every promotion, every sponsor, you got to convince these guys to believe in you as much as you believe in yourself. And uh, that's kind of like with anything in life. It starts off with one person believing, then it's two, then it's three, then it's five, then it's a thousand. And, you know, the sky's the limit. And I mean, Whoever said the sky was the limit, they obviously never met an astronaut. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, there's no limits in this lifestyle. If you're ready to take the risk, you get the reward. I mean, you can fail, but failure is great builder. Some of the things that I like to do, like when I'm training, when I'm, my hardest thing that I do is I'll go for a run in a straight line down a road, right? And, you know, you want to turn around every so often. You say to the next stop sign, to the next mailbox, to the next life pole. And you just keep running as hard as you can. And when you turn around full exhausted, you know that you're only halfway. You got to make it back. And uh, that's kind of how life is. Just, uh, you know, you got to really press hard and uh, you got some lucky breaks. And sometimes everybody won't believe in you. But the most important thing is you always believe in yourself no matter what. Well, you have uh, an enormous amount of confidence. Some may call it arrogance. But what my audience probably doesn't know is that you fight all of your fights in Russia. And so the one where you take the title, you're at this outdoor venue, you're up in the mountains, you're in what looks to be a pretty unfamiliar and maybe unfriendly face. And, and you walk in there like you own the place. How do you do that? You know, just like just pure belief and pure just... Um 
It's passion. You know, sometimes in life, you don't find your passion until maybe you're 40, 50, 60, 70. Some people never get a chance to find their passion. I've been lucky enough to be 30 years old and really find my true calling. And I just truly believe because I know in my heart that, yeah, I might take a loss. I might get beat up, but my mom still loves me. My wife still loves me. All my fans still love me. And I still love myself. Self-love is very important. And uh, I respect myself. I have values to what I live my life by. And I stick to that code. And I know that in my heart that, yeah, you might get knocked off your horse, but that's not going to stop you from getting back up. And, you know, you might have some challenges that you don't overcome, but nothing can stop you from trying hard and nothing can stop you from coming back. Well, with that in mind, Nate, what goals are still out there for you to conquer? You you are the featherweight champ. What happens after you destroy Andre Lezhnev in a couple of weeks? So a big goal of mine is to make it to the UFC and uh, to do very well with them. I would love to become a world champion. They're the major promotion in the world. They're like the NFL. And another big thing that I, will, I love is that um, I want to do it right in the city that I was born in, which is Clarksville, Tennessee, because there might be some kids out there right now that want to do some other things. They might see me fight and think, you know what, I can do this. This is something that you can do in this city. And uh, I take real pride that I'm the first champion. I don't say that I'm the only champion. I say that I'm the first champion coming out of this city because in my heart, I truly believe there's going to be many more champions coming out of Clarksville because I truly believe it's like anything. You can take any kind of any kind of um, any kind of venue, say a teacher, say a cop, say um, law enforcement, say a lawyer, say even simple as, as a waiter. If all the the best people in a certain thing leave the city, that leaves us with the second and third best people. You know what I mean? And as long as we mm-hmm. talent, iron sharpens iron. As long as we keep uh helping each other and our community keeps growing, then I'm very happy. Well, I can tell you Clarksville, Tennessee loves you and you give us props uh, from halfway across the world. Uh, So your shirt you wear says straight out of Compton or out of uh, Clarksville, not Compton. So yeah, you are uh, definitely a hero. So let's, let's talk about before the fight, you're getting ready to go out there. What goes through your mind? What's your self-talk sound like? I always tell myself uh, this: I will not, I will not break mentally. I will not backpedal. I will come forward, and I will win. Because you can't if you if you never get nervous, even you never get scared, and never have a little fear, then you can't have courage. And um, if you if you knew that you could never die and use use immortal, then you can never be brave. And um, and if you never got tired and never was in a bad uh, predicament and the odds was down and you was gloomy, then you can never show hard. So with these things, it's all a blessing. And um, you really learn a lot about yourself when uh, the tougher it is. And I really enjoy the tough ones. Well, you know, your style is described as, you know, Nate the Train is going to take a punch to give a punch. So for the audience who's never experienced what it feels like to take one, uh, tell us what it feels like and then tell us what it feels like to land a real good one. Um, To get punched, I really think it's very good for everybody to grow up. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with violence as long as there's it's fair, right? You don't want to, of course, you don't want to, if somebody gets dominated and is getting beat up, you just don't, you don't want to never see somebody just standing over top of somebody, keep hitting them and hitting them. There's no reason for that. But I think that, I think that um, fighting is a pure sport and that uh, it doesn't really matter what language you speak with uh, or where you come from. You know, everybody speaks that and it's just uh, you either triumph or you fail and um, it hurts. And that's what it's all about. Sometimes in life, it's going to hurt life. It's like Rocky Balboa. You know, you're never going to hit as hard as life. But what you can do is keep going and keep trying. And I really love it when a man gives me everything he has and he realizes that I'm there for a different reason. And I really love it when I land a hard shot on somebody and they then they realize that it's it's a little bit too late to pull out. You know what I mean? And uh, they say it's in the passionate that really kills. Right. So um, I'm highly passionate about what I do. And uh, everybody that I bring in with me is is a believer and passionate in what they do, too. Great. Well, this may sound like an odd question for a guy like you, but what scares you and what tips do you have for people when they're facing fear? I will say there's things that scare me is the things that I can't control. Right. That's what with anybody you get. You get scared about things. The things that you can control is easy to control. You know, you can have a positive mindset and overcome that. But really, the things that scare me the most is the things that have nothing to do with me because I'm cool. Beat me. You know what I mean? Beat me up, drag me through the mud, cut me, bruise me, make me bleed. But then, you know, you you can't control what happens to my family, to my mom, to my wife, loved ones, things like that. Uh, You can't control that. And I really the thing the thing that you might not be able to talk to somebody that you truly love one day because they're going to be gone. That scares me the most. And I just what helps me is that. Just to be honest with everybody, tell them that you love them. Tell them that you are going to miss them. Uh, don't wait until it's too late to tell somebody how you feel. You know, tell them. if you really like somebody, you really love somebody, let them know every time you see them that, hey, if this is the last time, man, I'm I'm always going to remember you and uh, I love you and just things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, let's think about. Our audience, our audience are people who have been promoted to the role of the boss and they're they're new in the role and they're struggling. There's also people who've been in it for a while and they're struggling, too. And there's even people that listen in that are thinking about one day being the boss. So with all three of those audiences, they have challenges. So maybe you can share one challenge that you faced that you struggled with initially, but eventually overcame it. What's your strategy? How'd you do it? So being the boss, to me, it means that there's no safety net. There's no paid time off. There's no um, halfway. You can't halfway be the boss. You know what I mean? You can halfway be an employee. You can show up and punch the clock. But there's no way to be. You got to be all in or you got to be all out. There's no standing one side of each line. You got to be, you know, and you can never expect somebody to do something that you wouldn't do. If you won't do something, then. Don't ask somebody else. That's what. That's why when y'all take when like you take one of my classes that I teach, it's hard because I'm gonna do. You're gonna I'm gonna have you do the same thing that I do, and if you can't do that, we're gonna do a little variation, but we're gonna keep pressing hard, keep keep um, keep at it, and um, like I said, there's no safety net. So you either fail 
all the way and all the failures on you or you succeed. And then and the thing about being a boss is that um, you might be the boss, but you're still the worker and you're still you're every position. You're the you're the the product. You're the CEO. You're the worker. You're the um, the salesman. You're everything. There's no there's no second thing to do. And um, the thing about that is a lot of people look up to you. And even though you're just doing it for the reasons that you're doing it for selfishly. You, with your time, you have to be selfish with your time. But you, in that being selfish with your time is being unselfish to everybody else because other people is going to be looking up to you tremendously. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, you summed up my whole mission in life with that one statement. I ought to just package you up and sell you instead. So thank you for that, Nate. Now, here's another challenge that our audience faces, and that's stress. Everything you suggested about being the boss is absolutely true. And what makes stress is wearing that weight. So I'm sure you have faced stress. What strategies do you use to deal with stress? Okay, so this, this I'm going to tell you a story about this. Okay, so in my last fight, I was uh, we was on the side of a mountain, and it was probably 15 of us fighters with our coaches were packed in this this uh, this big bus. And the driver's a crazy maniac. He's flying. He's going real fast around this little bitty gravel road on the side of a mountain. If we tip to the right, we're dead. You know what I mean? And he's flying through here. He going to know what's coming out. And I'm yelling, faster, faster. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. And and uh, they said, why are you driving so crazy? And he just looked up and he, he chuckled and he said, it's in God's hands. And, every, and that's kind of like... And it really hit me because, you know, we got these lives and we make plans. But I mean, it's all everything that's going to happen. It's going to happen. And uh, we can't control what we can't control. And the things that we can't control is stay positive. Know that unless you die, you're going to keep going forward. And that um, it's all about the loved ones. And it's all about why you do it. And it's all about how you do it to your own values. Great. Well, you know, another stress is as the boss, you, you sometimes don't even have time to go out and take a leak. You're that busy. And so at the bottom of the list of priorities is physical fitness and nutrition. So what would you recommend for the sedentary, overstressed, overworked boss that they could do to kind of help them through this? How would you uh, how would you handle that if that were you? Okay, so there's a couple of different techniques. Um, a buddy of mine, he shows me these breathing techniques. And uh, if you didn't know your spleen, it holds about a pint of extra blood, right? So if you do a couple of breathing techniques, you can get your spleen to release a little bit of more blood in your system, which will help you refresh and rejuvenate. And also what I really like to do is a nice fast. So after you fast without you could drink water, you could drink black coffee, you could do things like this. But after you fast... For about 16 hours, your body will go into a rejuvenation process and it'll start burning fat, kind of like the keto diet produces ketones. And uh, it's just a great way to reset. A lot of a lot of customers, a lot of religions, they do a fast and it's just really beneficial in many ways. You can do that fast. And a lot of bosses don't realize that they're fasting anyway. Sometimes you're so busy, you don't get a chance to really eat. 
you know, the main thing is if you drink coffee, don't put creamer in that. If you, as long as you don't put creamer in your coffee, it won't break your fast. So you just got to be knowledgeable about not breaking your fast. So you fast properly. And once you fast properly, it's going to reset you, rejuvenize you, freshen you up. And uh, just something that most bosses already are doing. They just don't know it. So you would suggest the breathing techniques. You would have the fasting, the periodic fasting. What are some easy exercises? Now, I can barely get through one of your boxing classes, and I consider myself to be in, you know, halfway okay shape. But what about someone that's not seen the inside of a gym for decades? What are some things they can use, even maybe at work? So just sort of do some exercise. So just simply just make uh, conscious choices. Don't take the elevator. Take the stairs, right? Um, Don't... um, don't take the short way. Take the long way. When you sit in your chair, sit upright, breathe properly, things like that. That thing, those, those things will really add up. Maybe if you're working really close to the job that you're going to, think about biking in. Something simple like that. Might not even bike one time, one time a month, maybe two times a week. Maybe just whatever you can do. Maybe go for a walk with your significant under, hold hands, uh, things like that. Um just really, there's uh, no excuses. I mean, for example, the, yesterday, I, my mother-in-law, she just got, they just found some lumps in her in her lungs. So we were sitting at the um, the hospital for about 11 hours straight from 7 to about 6. And then, you know, you're tired, you're stressed out. And, uh, you know, we're tired. So we get back. We've got to take her out to eat, get her back. By the time we get her back to the house, it's like 839 you know, you're wore out from the day. And I just told myself, um, you know, you got to go do something. So I got drug myself out. It's always easy when it's easy. It's when it's hard. It's the it's the part that we have a problem with. And uh, you just got to make sure for me, it's pretty simple to always work out because I know somebody's preparing to beat me up. So that's my motivation. Mm-hmm. But you got to the main thing is to find your why. Once you find your why, maybe you want to see your grandkids. You know, you want to be a little bit more healthy and the time that you get to spend with them. You don't want to be tired. So you need to be in kind of physical. You got to have that. Why? Why you want to do this? Maybe you want to go travel. But what's the point of traveling if you can't go if you can't go enjoy it? You know, you got to be able to walk. Right. Simple things like that. Just like when I go for those hard runs, it's the next mailbox. It's the next. Don't stop yet. It's the next. It's the next telephone pole. It's the next driveway. And every time you pass that, it's the next one. That's great. Well, Nate, we really appreciate you having you on the show. Um, Tell us a little bit about the upcoming fight. And then after that, tell us how we can, first of all, watch that fight. And then how can we follow you? How can we reach you? Um, I think we've got a whole audience now, people that are going to be cheering you on. So tell us about your opponent. Tell us what's next. How do we stay in touch with you? All right. So I got a tough, tough guy from the Ukraine. He's uh, very tough, very strong, very, uh, very um, worthy of being a contender. If you want to watch this fight, I'll fight for the biggest promotion in Russia. It's called M1 Global. They've been around for 20 years. And um, you could download the app on any smartphone, uh, M1 Global app. And uh, you can watch that live. You can watch it after the fact. It's going to be on December 15th. It's going to be in Kazakhstan. And... Um, December 15th, one more time, guys. And if you want to reach me, Nathan Train on Facebook, Nathan Train 
on YouTube, Nathan Train on Instagram. If you really want to keep track of me, Instagram will be the best way. Nathan Train on Twitter. Pretty much anything Nathan Train. I'm the one and only Nathan Train, and there is no other Nathan Train. I have to agree. Well, Nate, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy training schedule to meet with us. I would wish you good luck on the fight, but you don't need any luck. Um, I'd probably be better off wishing uh, Andre Lezhnev some luck. But, yeah, luck uh, is always a good thing. He's going to need it more than you. So They say you rather be lucky than good sometimes. Yeah, well, you're just doggone good. So we're proud of you. We will be cheering you on. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, Mac. Well, again, thank you so much to our special guest, Nate the Train Lenware. Nate's going to go ahead and fly out of here to Russia this coming Sunday. Uh, we appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule to meet with us. Again, grab the M1 Global app on your iTunes or your uh, Android device. Make sure you check out that fight. It's going to be in Russia, so you can expect the time difference to be there. But definitely take the time to watch him. He is a nonstop action fighter. At Boss Builders, we are very, very interested in your growth and development if you are the boss. You are somebody who are new to the role and struggling, somebody who has been in the role for a while and struggles, or if you're thinking about making that transition. We have several resources that would be very beneficial for you. The first, of course, is our Boss Builder Academy. This is video driven. It's supplemented by monthly roundtable sessions, and it's designed to get you the basic skills you need to be successful. If there is a group of you in your organization, we recommend having one of our skilled facilitators do our four-day, even though it can be broken up into half days, our driving results course. That takes you from the very beginning, what do I need to know in my new role, all the way to how do I navigate the politics of my organization. And if you have a large training staff at your organization, let them know they can actually license our course materials, then they can deliver them It'd be convenient, cost-effective, and certainly flexible. For information on all that, go ahead and check out our website at thebossbuilders.com or you can reach us at 931-221-2988. If you're listening to this on iTunes or on Google Play, please take a moment and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, and boss on. Goodbye.